Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, hail the king, follow the bread man, and know how to spell Capo Caco, then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right, but you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Go Rangers Radio, right here on the Go Hockey Media Network. It is Wednesday, January 29th. Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuthbert. And everybody say hello to your friend of mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore, KD. How you doing, buddy? Uh, good, man. I'm trying to find things to do with myself now that, you know, the Rangers haven't played for like the last eight days. I'm like playing with my kids again. I'm taking my <laughs> wife out to dinner. I'm becoming like a better person without without the Rangers. I have time, you know. I'm this great husband and father now. All of a sudden, unbelievable. My my <laughs> wife is hoping that they never come back. It's like the beginning of the season with the schedule, right? You know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh. This is awful. I hate it. It's very interesting, uh, you know, in terms of like, you know, all right, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> they haven't done anything in the last, you know week and a half here almost but uh you know here we are uh nothing's changed uh 23 21 and 4 50 points seventh in the metro 25th in the league 11 points kd out of the wild card and 13 points behind the icelanders we are and one and and one number you're forgetting is that there's still a three-headed goalie monster uh, (laughs) we got to talk about that again don't we (laughs) That's all I'm talking about. Oh, it hasn't man. changed, so I'm still talking about it. <laughs> all right. Well, it is the All-Star break. Rangers have their bye week here, and uh, Chris Kreider went to the All-Star game. And, uh, KD, did you watch every single second and every minute of this All-Star production this past weekend? Um, I'm going to tell you, I probably – first of all, I forgot about the skills competition product. <laughs> <laughs> so – so I didn't watch a second of it. No idea what happened, other than I think Kreider may have come in third place in the fastest skating competition. Third place, and I, baby. And I only know that because the Rangers tweeted it out. I wouldn't have known otherwise. And then I tur- I had family over on Saturday night, and and uh, my brother-in-law said, oh, let's put on the All-Star game. And I watched it for like 10 minutes, and I, I couldn't even watch it. I, it was awful. It's so boring. There's no excitement. I don't know how any of these players – can get like excited about scoring like a three on three goal with like no defense. Ugh, it was awful. Not digging it, huh? No, I'm not. I thought it was awful. There was no excitement. I the first game I think was close, maybe if I remember. Again, I I was barely paying attention, and I I had it's not like it was on the edge of my seat. Like, oh my god, is you know. Is the Metropolitan Division going to pull this one out? I, I just didn't care. I just had – and you know what? I don't even know what the answer is, to be honest. It's not like uh, I'm like some genius over here. Like, you know what they should be doing? It would definitely work. Like, I don't know what the answer is. You know, I, I would, even though I, I'm still not sure if I would watch it, I would just go back to the old system. I would do East versus West and uh, five on five and have the best players there, and, and there you go. I mean, this way just is—it's just not working. There's—it—it's not hockey. You're not watching hockey. I know that's three on three is what we have in the overtime now, and they're just doing you know this as a gimmick just to try to get people to watch. But it's just—it just doesn't work. I mean, I, I was on Twitter while I was watching it for like that ten minutes. I didn't see one person who seemed excited with you know the All Star game. What's happening? The only thing that was great was you know Green Day played. I'm a Green Day fan, so that was great. <laughs> at least they played the. At least they played the classics, you know. I mean, maybe the NHL should just go back to the classic All Star game, um, and just say, "Look, this is what it is. These are our best players." Or maybe you do it outdoors. Maybe that's the Winter Classic. Like I, I've seen that people bring that up before. Make the Winter Classic, like the All Star game, the Winter Classic outside, something. But you know, what 
what they're doing now is just ugh, well, they've they've definitely uh, they've shrunk the whole thing. I mean, they've just brought it down to really. Uh, it's primarily for the host city right now. You know, they make it a sellout, and you know they have a little bit of a party and everything else. But it's definitely it's there's no doubt about it. It's 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 broken away from trying to expand. Uh, the larger audience and, uh, you know, just watching uh, the crew from the NHL network and, and just trying to overanalyze this stuff and like over Gaga over these guys and everything and just trying to, you know, just make anything out of nothing as far as, you know, um, the game itself and, you know, following along with it. And then the jerseys are always a big thing. It, you know, it's it's primarily just a, it's, it's another money thing. It's almost like they just kind of have to do it. I mean, ultimately for me, you know, they're going to keep it in the league. It's just part of it. Part of all the leagues pretty much have it. I mean, you know, it's just something that you're going to kind of have. But, man, I, I just wish they would just get back to putting more emphasis on, on getting the World Cup back. You know, do something like that and, and, and see what happens. But, you know, as far as the CBA is involved, these guys getting the bye weeks now and everything else, it's all part of the rest. I mean, doing anything outdoor and, you know, when, when guys like Ovechkin and stuff like that just don't want to be a part of it and everything else, you're really not getting, you know, the, the top stars in the game, you know, really behind the whole thing. So it is what it is, and I think we're probably spending way too much time in it right now <laughs> as far as – uh, Ranger land is, is considered right now. So buddy, look, I mean, um, look, before we start, just cause you know, we're all sports fan here. I just want to acknowledge, uh, the passing of Kobe Bryant and, uh, everybody else who, who unfortunately passed away on that tragic accident this Sunday. I mean, it kind of puts things in perspective. I mean, hockey itself, um, has had some really big tragedies over the last couple of years, as far as, you know, some, some devastating plane crashes and obviously the young kids up in Canada there with the bus accident and everything else. But, uh, just take a moment to, to recognize Kobe and, um, you know, everybody on that, on that trip as well. But, uh, you know, when you have a person of that stature and, and a guy that, you know, you know, we're all SBN, you know, watchers and you know whether you're not a big basketball fan or you're not a fan of one particular sport or the other we're all watching you know we we you know we grew up with this guy as far as a guy as a name and everything else in terms of playing and uh just devastating and you know myself and you and I'm sure so many listeners here uh who follow us too we're, we're dads you know uh we have kids and it, it's heartbreaking so I, I just wanted to do that katie and at least um you know not to dampen things a little bit but at least Show some respect to um, that incident that just happened this Sunday and, and maybe just get your take on it real quick as well. Yeah, I mean, just uh, like you said, just a, an awful, uh, awful, tragic uh, incident there. And yeah, that's yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine. I mean, just looking at it, like you said, from a father's point of view, you know, being in that position of of just helplessness, you know, that I'm sure he was going through, you know, that he couldn't you know, be in a position to help his daughter. I mean, that is just uh, an unimaginable position to be put in. And yeah, I mean, just seeing the news, I was just so struck by it. And, you know, he was such an amazing player. And I, I is despite like all the accolades and everything that he did get, you know, in the NBA, I, I think he may have even been underrated at times because he sort of came in, you know, while Michael Jordan was still, you know, Michael Jordan, and he was always trying to live up to Michael. Um, but, you know, I, I think he was he was just an amazing player, and probably a bit underrated, uh, despite all the accolades, like I said. So just a tragic loss, uh, you know, for the NBA, for sports, for, you know, just everyone. It's, it's terrible. Absolutely. So caught by DM everybody and just, uh, you know, cherish every moment and uh, live life to the fullest. So, uh KD, let's um where do we start with the New York Rangers right now? If you don't mind just seeing earlier that Shesty, Shestjorkin <laughs> is coming back up. I hope you have an answer for me cuz I don't I don't get it. What's going on, man? You really are pointing to me and, and yeah, looking for an answer to I'm this. I'm tired of it already. <laughs> You're out of your mind. Um, you know, and and to make matters worse, on top of you know him being recalled, uh, you know is the report from you know Elliot Friedman who's saying that the Rangers now may not address the goalie situation until the summer. So you know we're all sitting here like, well, they're going to trade Georgiev or 
you know, at the trade deadline and this, you know, three headed goalie monster thing is only going to go on for a couple of weeks. So, you know, what's the big deal? That's what everyone's telling me when I freak out about it on Twitter. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. Well, now what? Like if the Rangers aren't going to be trading Georgiev, um, what are we doing now? Three goalie rotation to the end of the year? Like, and if that's the case, like, why are you eat? Why, what could be the justification of ever playing Lundqvist? Like, for what? They're not making the playoffs. And now you're taking away from the development of the other two goalies. So how could you ever justify putting Lundqvist in there other than, well, the you know fans still love him? It just is such a ridiculous um, situation that's just unsustainable and just makes such little sense um, if they were to go that route. Now, who knows? I mean, that's a rumor, and, and rumors get crazy at this point. But I just, I really just don't get it at this point. Um, you know, if they end up moving, you're give great. But then just keep Shostorkin down in the AHL. Let him play every day. Let him continue to get the experience. And I get it. He's, he's probably beyond the AHL at this point. But, you know, so he comes up here and he plays and – and then sits in the press box, and we've gone over this like a hundred times already. But it's still just frustrating that they they haven't sort of moved on, you know, from this. And I get it; they don't want to just give your give away. And I and I guess there's you know there's some you know trade rumors out there that that may you know may or may not come to fruition. But you know, I'm just it. You know me; I'm just so frustrated with it at this point. I, I just don't have any explanations for it. Well, that's the thing too. I mean, there's no perception that anybody's hurt right so we don't see any injury nobody's hinting towards that that i think that's the puzzling thing to me is why because we you know we sit here and we talk about this you know most of the stuff that's going on during the season right we're trying to figure out you know the system and and uh you know just quinn working through the parts there and the ups and downs that the team has gone as far as you know uh the different parts of different elements of it and it was funny at the beginning of the year it was like the goaltending situation to us really wasn't an issue because we were just going to ride hank and georgiev and we were going to just see this show and this kid just jorkin as great as he was and down in the in, in the ahl but you know we we were we were talking early in the season that, yeah, eventually they're going to have to bring him up for a game or two, but didn't think this was going to be, you know, and, and then there was my theory that they brought him up at the time to shake the team up and to turn them around a little bit. And, you know, went back and forth, and then, they, you know, they win a couple of games, and then they lose to Columbus there, and then the Islands again, and they send them back down, and it feels like, all right, it's a natural thing. They brought him up, they shook him up, did their thing, George is back whether they're going to trade him, what's going on and everything. And now we got the all-star break and all right, Detroit's coming up. And then we got like five, four or five straight home games and we'll just see what happens and everything else and whether they're going to trade. For them to bring Shastorshin back up, I said his name wrong again. I thought I had it down again. <laughs> Shastorshin back Shesty. up. Shasty, baby. Um, it To me, because let's maybe kind of turn it around some way. Because this is a difficult thing, too. These players don't get a chance, right, to speak their minds, right, publicly. They really don't get to do that, right? So, you know, if you take Hank for for one personality there, what's he thinking, right? Or, you know, I mean, having meetings with Hank and saying, hey, this is why we're doing it. This is what's happening. You know, we have no idea if there's any inclination at all that he might be willing to, to, to take off, right? We don't know. Then there's Georgia, right? He gets the bench in there, he, you know, he... Uh, and then he comes back and he plays a couple of good games and then he gets another rest against, you know, uh, Shesty goes in for CBJ. He comes back. They have a bad game. And then, boom, you got the break. There's nothing to play for again. And then we have to wait now to this weekend. So where does he stand? And then, you know, what's the mental capacity for him as far as his morale with the thought of the fact that, you know, everybody's talking every day, every day, Georgiev is going to get traded. He's going to get traded. So what is that? What is he going through as a player? And now, you know, as far as Shesty's concerned, he's like, what do you mean? You want me up? You want me down? You want me up? You want me down? What am I doing? What am I playing? Where am I going? You know, how does that affect him as far as getting into a groove as a player too? Because you know too, buddy, you know, no matter what level you play at as a former goaltender in any league or whatever, you got to get into a rhythm. 
You know, I mean, at the end of the day, is the team just like, yeah, they don't give a crap about it because, yeah, they're not going to make the playoffs and it doesn't matter what happens here in the next seven games or whatever because this is just the way it is. I'm going to sit here and twiddle our thumbs and wait for the best offer. If something comes in, great. If not, hey, just deal with it, but this is what we have. But I have to think that those three individuals on the team are going through their own uh, form of dealing with it and then the rest of us here are fans are just banging our heads against the wall going, why? Well, yeah, and and Lundqvist has played once this year, once in January. That's it. What's that? And about? now you have, and now well, well you have three goalies. <laughs> That's going to happen to somebody. I mean, you know, and now you have the back-to-backs of Detroit. So you figure Shostorkin is getting one of those games, right? And then you give one to Hank, and then now Georgiev hasn't played for like two weeks. By the you know the next game after that. Is then shouldn't Shostorkin play again? Like it's insane. And and what I actually what I don't like about this whole thing too, with the, another like issue that that's sort of coming up now is that you're getting a lot. You're getting some Ranger fans that are getting frustrated with Lundqvist because you know he's not waiving his no move clause. But we don't know and, that. Uh, we don't know well, that because, well, like I said, publicly, we're never going to know that, right? Management's never going to say that. Hank's never going to say that. Yeah, but That's even all... that, like, e- even if, like, that again, that conversation has has it's the, just a perception. I mean, you see it out there on social media. You see a lot of people calling calling him selfish and this and that. So that's just another uh, thing that's happening. Consequence of this three headed monster is now you know Lundquist is being perceived by some, not all Ranger fans, but but some of them as being sort of the bad guy here because, you know, he's not going to waive his no move clause. Whether that's reality or not reality, that's just sort of what's what's happening out in social media. I know social media can be very, very toxic place sometimes, but, you know, it, it's still happening. So that, that's another, again, consequence of, of what's happening with this three-headed monster. And I think that's wrong. I mean, whether Lundquist is saying, no, I don't want to move or not. He sort of earned that. You know what I'm saying? It, it's not his fault the Rangers gave him the no-move clause. He earned it. And he has, you know, he could exercise it or not. That's he, He's earned the right to do that. So, but it's sort of come up now. And, I, and, and it just bothers me that, you know, all of this is sort of happening because, you know, the Rangers are literally don't have a plan right now. I mean, Quinn even said it like two weeks ago that they were saying after the one Fewer gives or his first start against the Islanders. After he gets that start, we'll figure it out. They haven't figured it out yet because it still seems as though they're just pulling goalies' names out of a hat at this point to see who goes in. So, look, I, I hope they can figure it out by the trade deadline. I mean, one of the names that's been out there as far as, you know, a trade rumor with Georgiev is Kapanen, you know, from the Leafs. And to be honest, I would make that trade, like, immediately. Um, you know, he seems like... Uh, you know, a, a, a young winger who, you know, he scored like what, 44 points last year or something along those lines. He's probably going to be close to 50 points this year. You know, young kid, uh, speed, hard shot. You know, I he's perfect. I think he, he's, he would be a perfect fit for this team. Now, a lot of people on the Toronto end say he's way too much for Georgiev because Georgiev is basically a backup goalie right now. Again. Because of the three-headed monster, Jorgiev is spending half the time in the press box. So now his value is probably going down or he's being perceived as, you know, a backup or a double backup at this point. So are you killing his value? So it's it's a mess. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, nothing coming out of um, – obviously they haven't been practicing – you know, I, I I'm not sure when they come back. Uh, you know, when their first skate is, I, and I apologize, I haven't looked in on uh, any of the riders as far as when they're getting back on the ice here. Uh, but even even the time that uh, Hank has not been playing, uh, as far as I haven't seen anything. You know, just I'm just speculating here. Maybe there's maybe there's a serious injury or something that that Hank's going through right now that they don't want to, you know, they don't want anybody to know about. And nah, that's, I don't, I don't. I, well, I'm, again, we're just there is. We're just trying. No, I'm, I'm just trying to put out different angles here, because you know. Yeah, but he's been. But he's been on the bench. You know what I'm saying? Like they wouldn't put him on the bench. Like what if they had to put him in? <laughs> if he was hurt, they, there's no way. No way. 
it just might be a, a slight groin injury or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, again, I'm just trying to look at different angles no, I here too, because I it, in in a, in a lot of ways, as far as you know, the the norm of hockey, right? Most of the times, the only time you're you're pulling a three goalie system is if you know one of your guys is just really struggling and or somebody's injured, and um, you know that that's what this is going on. I mean, as far as you know, where the Rangers scheduling is at, where they've been playing. And, you know, this system right now, how it works, how it affects, you know, these three world-class, phenomenal netminders. And as far as getting gameplay, and again, like, this team did have to, they had a spaced-out schedule in the beginning. Now they hit this break here. It's just, I'm just trying to make some sense out of it. And obviously, at the end of the day, we just have to sit back and watch the show and grab some popcorn. And then we're, we're sitting here figuring out, what, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. Um, and the guys who cover the team too, I'm sure it's just something that you just don't see too much. And then it would just make more, there'd be more light on the whole subject if, you know, um, there, there really was a, a potential, uh, move here. And I, but I think Hank is the, Hank is the big piece here because he's not playing because of his age, because of his contract and them squeezing Shostjorkin in here in between that. And then any any time that Chesty gets on the ice that takes away from Georgiev, it's just, it's very puzzling. I, I know it's getting, you know, a little nauseating to continue to talk about this, and, and hopefully there'll be something that's going to happen here by, you know, the end of February when this trade uh, deadline comes up. But could you imagine, KD, if we, after the trade deadline, all three of these guys are still on the team? What are we going to do then? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Rangers, they may se- end up sending... Shestjorkin back, especially if, you know, Hartford ends up in the playoffs just to get him, you know, some postseason um, action, which I hope would be the plan if um, there is no goaltending trade at the deadline, which who knows if they would end up doing that. But I, I think that would be, um, you know, a smart move by the organization. If, but, you know, I, I, you probably have to get him down there sooner to get some regular season games in, you know, down in the AHL before just like shoving him in the playoffs. But, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully that's what they're thinking. Look, you know, as much as I'm criticizing it and just completely confused and baffled by the situation, look, I hope it works out. I mean, I'm not like rooting against it working out. You know, I hope all three of them end up not letting up a goal for the rest of the year. And and we go on some like miraculous run. Do I think that's going to happen? No. But, you know, man, look, hopefully it works out. Uh, bring a Adam Huska, too. What the hell? Make it a four-goalie <laughs> rotation. Let's see what Done. Adam's got. <laughs> All right, let's, um, Crazy. let's just put that on the shelf, and let's see uh, who starts this weekend and everything else, and we'll come back to it next week when we have a little, uh, a little more fodder uh, in the cannon to kind of go at. We'll have a couple of games uh, as far as next week's concerned. Hey, look, uh, Brooksy had a really good column, and I thought he broke down all the different situations uh, for the Rangers, uh, you know, as far as possible trade scenarios and everything else. I know you looked at it, too. What, what, what's your take here in terms of how Brooksy broke it down? And, and um, you know, again, this is another side of it, too, that unfortunately, you know, where the team's at, where the team might be going. You know, I think that tonight is the first time you think you've officially said they're not going to make the playoffs in a long time. So I guess we're all kind of we're all conceding to that, that it's not going to happen. So. Um, but where, where, do, where do you think, um, you know, Brooksy was coming from and whether you agree with him or not? I mean, I know we talked about this a lot last week. Uh, I mean, because it's really all we can really talk about right now. But uh, what's your take on Brooksy's column? Yeah, I think he liked your idea of rebuilding the rebuild. Yeah, where do you hear that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think, I think Brooksy listens to our show. <laughs> hey, Larry, um, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> that's right. Hey, look, I, I, the Rangers, look, they are at a crossroads with, this rebuild at this point they need to look at these uh these free agents upcoming free agents Kreider and and Foster are are the unrestricted free agents and and think to them what what are we going to do here do we want to give these guys longer term contracts do we think that they're going to be beneficial to this rebuild when do we think we are going to be contending for the cup and are these guys still going to be able to live up to a contract or produce at that particular point. And that's really what they have to decide at this point. And, and the same goes for the restricted free agents in, in Strom and D'Angelo and Georgiev, you know, 
do we want to give these guys long-term contracts? And, and what is, could that potentially do to the rebuild going forward? Do we see Strom as being part of the answer in two to three, four years? Or is at that point, you know, he's going to be completely on the decline and useless to us at that point. So, you know, Brooksy seems to think that the Rangers are going to do one last sell-off this year, which is basically going to include everybody. I mean, it looked like he was selling everybody's. You know, he was talking about Kreider and Foss and Strom and D'Angelo and, and Georgiev. You know, do I think they're going to get rid of all of them? Probably not. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's not necessarily the worst thing in the world if they did. Um, because I, I think it would take the rebuild would take longer. I mean, you you'll definitely get into the three, four year maybe even, you know, longer. I mean, that's just crazy to even think about before they're contending for a cup because then you really got to bring up some of these younger guys, you know, the the Lundqvist and the Condre Millers and, you know, even, you know, uh, Kratzoff, you have to hope really turns it around um, and, and becomes, you know, the elite player we all hope he is. But that's going to take a, a little while now. So, you know, does the Ranger fan base have the patience for that? or when they get all these contracts off the books, are they looking to buy? You know, are they filling it in with more elite level talent now that they cleared out some cap space by getting rid of these guys? You know, do you bring in another guy on the level of a Panarin or a Truba, that kind of signing? And maybe that accelerates the rebuild, you know? So there's really a lot of different, uh, again, JD and Gordon, they're really at a crossroads right now. And and this deadline here, this is going to be the biggest spot of this rebuild to this point. And maybe the, you know, when we look back in a couple of years, you know, we may be looking at this trade deadline as what made or break broke the the rebuild. Um, so it, it's it's big time for these guys. It's it's uh you know, put up or shut up for these guys in in a couple of weeks and. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad I'm not in those seats because that that that's a big decision there. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I, it's it's, and this is the unknown uh, for us as fans here. You know, in terms of watching the progression of this team and 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 just kind of figuring it out. And and damn, it's just like uh, you, you wish they had been playing the last couple of days. This is what makes it more frustrating. I mean, we got to get back into the games here. We got to start seeing how these guys play a little more. And, and I know maybe in the big picture it doesn't really matter what Strom or Kreider does here or a couple of, the, of these other guys. Like either they've, you know, J.D. and Gordon have maybe looked at the long-term plan here and they've probably already figured it out. I mean, it might be a trip. I think it is funny, the rebuild of the rebuild. You know, maybe, you know, it might be fun to to, to see uh, Vinny Letary up here and, and maybe, uh, you know, get Kratz off it. I'd actually have more fun right now seeing uh, some new offense brought up just to kind of, you know, uh, see some other kids skate around, uh, you know, with what we got up front right now, too. Uh, and, and sure but enough. The team, but if they do if they do get rid of all those, say they do get rid of all those guys, and, and Brooksy seemed to be of, uh, you know, seem to be of the mind that, you know, it doesn't matter what the Rangers do over the next, you know, three weeks leading into the trade deadline. Yeah, they, they're getting right. rid of yeah. these guys. They're, you know, they're not going to be, you know, buyers um, at the deadline. You know, they're, even if there's, there's, they go on a little bit of a run and get themselves within a couple of points of a playoff spot, they're still selling. You know, all these guys are gone. And you know what? It's going to be an ugly final couple of months of the season you know, if Letary's out there instead of Kreider, um, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, Hayek is back out there instead of <laughs> D'Angelo, you know, so it, it, it could get ugly. But, you know, again, you, you still you're bringing a Kratz off up and, and, and hoping he makes it. Maybe, you know, maybe, you know, Leis Anderson is back in, you know, the, the Send Capo there, down but... and bring Kratz off <laughs> up. <laughs> I think that we'll, we'll have that conversation later in the show on, on Capo, but. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I don't know if what happens over the next three weeks necessarily matters. I just don't, you know, we've been saying all year that, you know, patience, JD is all about patience and, you know, they're not going to, um, be buyers just because they think they can make the playoffs this year. You know, Quinn talks about the playoffs and the player. I, I just think he has to say that, you know, as a coach, like, of course, 
we're here to make the playoffs. He's not going to say, well, we're here to lose and maybe get a better, you know, draft pick or, you know, we're just here to go, you know, get these guys, you know, some development, you know, even though he probably should, I think Ranger fans realize that that's what's going on. You know, we're pretty smart. Um, so yeah, it's like I said, it's, it's big decisions to be made with these guys and, and, uh, yeah, it'll be tough, man. When, when you see a guy like Kreider or Fosk being traded and, you know, Strom has sort of been like the lightning rod this year, you know, with, you know, you love him or hate him, very polarizing, you know, D'Angelo as well. Um, you know, is, is it worth keeping him around and paying him that money? Um, I think for D'Angelo, I think it's smart to keep him around. I mean, this is a guy who could potentially put up like 60 points this year. I mean, those type of defensemen don't grow on trees, you know, as high as we are on Condre and, and Lundqvist and, and all the other young guys, you know, he's doing it at a young age. We don't know if those guys will in the NHL. It's always a crapshoot with, with prospects. You know, D'Angelo is doing it. So I think he's a guy you probably want to keep around out of all of them, you know, that, that we're looking at, Kreider, Foss, Strom, Georgiev. I, I think D'Angelo is the one guy for me I'd like to keep. Um, if I had to pick one, um, he's the guy I like to, to keep around because just – Putting up those points on the back end are, are, are just huge. Um, you know, you're going to be losing stall soon. Uh, you're not sure if Hayek is going to be this great player. You know, Shea is a guy who may not be around either. They may be looking to, to trade him at some point. Um, so I, I think keeping D'Angelo around is, is probably the smartest move. Well, let me ask you this. Since we have no games, we got the break here, and, and maybe just kind of just to throw, uh, you know, something at you too, and, and I'll ask the fans this too. What if, or I guess the question is, one way or the other, KD, do you feel, you absolutely feel that the Rangers, one way or the other, if, if the parts are there, that they've got to move guys at the trading deadline. So I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. If nothing comes across the table for JD and Gordon, are you okay with settling with this team for the rest of the season and then going into training camp next year? as they are currently built. Let's just say for argument's sake, and, and forget about the goaltending situation. Let's just say, you know, they, they were sticking with Hank and Georgie regardless for, like, for, for the future until Hank's, you know, contract, uh, you know, ran out and then and Shostjorkin's going to just keep developing down in the farm team. Would you be content with this team as it is right now? Or do you feel absolutely they've got to move somebody, they've got to do something this year uh, regardless? I, to me, a lot of it depends on the contracts that they'd be willing to give to, you know, these guys. You know, if if the team is going to be the same and Kreider has a seven-year, $7 million contract, no, I'm not happy about that. If it's the same team and Kreider has a five-year, $6 million contract, I'm a lot happier because um, I, I, I don't like to see him – you know, and five year is at my like limit with him. If you get him a three year contract, I'd be even happier. Mm -hmm. But you know, I, 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 there is, you know, a salary cap. You can't just start, you know, just throwing money again. All these we we've made those mistakes before. You know, we we we've waited too long in certain respects to to try to trade people and giving them a, you know one contract too many. So with Girardi, you're seeing with Stall. Um, they were smart with Callahan. Um, I think that they were smart getting rid of McDonough um, when they did. As, as terrible as it is to get rid of those two guys because I just absolutely love them. Um, you know, I, you need to look at – they were smart getting rid of Broussard um, when they did for Zabanejad. I mean, how amazing is that trade? Um, so you don't want to see them make that kind of, of you know, Girardi-Stall mistake with Kreider – or with, you know, Strom, um, again, I, I'd like to see D'Angelo back, but, um, and even Fast, uh, you know, uh, on a, on a much smaller level, because I don't think it'll cost that much to bring him back. Um, I wouldn't mind trading him at the deadline and then re-signing him in, in the off season. I, I think that would be a great plan for Fast, um, mm -hmm. because I think some team would, would probably overpay for him, um, because he's such, and I, I mentioned this last show, I just think He'd be an amazing piece um, to a Stanley Cup contender, um, but 
you know, I, I really would hate to see the Rangers make a mistake and give Kreider too long of a deal where at, you know, the last three years of that are a complete albatross, you know, when we're ready to contend and we, you know, he's falling off and we need another piece, but we can't get it because his contract is getting in the way, you know? So, you know, for me, it, it, it all depends on the contracts that could potentially be given, you know, and I'd also hate to lose Kreider, you know, for nothing or Foss for nothing. You know, if they don't make a deal at the deadline for either one of them, and I don't know why they couldn't, I think there's plenty of teams that'd be willing to, to give up good, strong assets for them. Um, but if they don't, you know, and then you lose them both for nothing because you don't want to give them those contracts at the end of the year. Again, and I mentioned a couple of shows ago, you're looking at a sort of a Tavares situation where the Islanders ended up with nothing for him. Mm-hmm. And that's like worst case scenario um, where you didn't end up with any assets for the guy. And now he ended up signing with like the Penguins, you know, and then, you, <laughs> or, you know, whoever. And and you ended up, de- you know, now you're dealing with him for the next couple of years with him scoring, you know, hat tricks on you every time, you know, he plays against you like he did. You know, when, when Tortorella came into the garden his first time um, and Kreider dropped a, a hat trick on him. But, you know, I, I think for me, that uh, worst case scenario is not trading um, those guys. And then, you know, Kreider's looking for that mega deal, that one last huge contract. And then you're like, no, nah, that's too much. See you later. And then you end up with nothing. So, um, you know, sure. Would I love to have Kreider around? Absolutely. I still think he's going to be very good for the next three years or so so if you can get three four years so if you can get him in a three or four year contract i'm very happy about it um if it's longer than that i i I get concerned well monday february 24th couldn't come any quicker for all of us i think you know (laughs) the the rangers fan base is just going to be you know they've got that date circled um obviously uh you know something could happen before then and uh, i mean it'd be great it'd be great to know and hopefully it's happening that uh, behind the scenes there there are we are you know the JD and and is getting calls and Gordon are getting calls and maybe they're maybe something's brewing. I have to believe something's brewing with just York and coming back up. You know, I mean, uh, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens as far as the well, forward guys. Go ahead. No, I was going to say well, there's a lot of smoke out there. You know, and and you know where the smoke is. But it's very unusual, is. KD, for a team. I just think it's unusual for what they're doing with just Yorkin. With two healthy goaltenders that are already up here, and to bring a third one up, I yeah, just, but it's the, very unusual. But again, and, you have to but, hope something's brewing. Yeah, but with, I mean, Elliot Freeman, who's you know very respected as far as rumors, he's usually in the know of what's going on. You know, he's Come saying on, his don't... name is Elliot. Come on, <laughs> okay, what is no disrespect is. to Elliot? <laughs> That's right. You, you, our five, <laughs> the five Elliot listeners that we have just turned off the show. Good job, boy. Um, so, you know, look, that could be the way they're going again. And, and we've mentioned it. You know, they're not just going to give your giveaway. You know, again, if, the, if there's a package out there for a guy like happening. Trade know, them both, probably, like I said. They're probably doing it. But if there's a, you know, if teams think, well, we're trading for a backup goalie. He's your backup goalie. We're not giving you a, a young potential stud, you know, winger. What are you crazy? This is your backup goalie. Um, so, you know, maybe they're just like, well, I guess we'll just hang on to him. He's young, he's cheap. And, uh, you know, we'll figure it out over the summer. Maybe we can talk Lundqvist into waving his no move clause over the summer. Um, or maybe your game becomes more valuable. You got a better chance asking Hank to change the wave in his hair to the other side. <laughs> that's true. And, and that's his right. That's it. Look, he earned, like I said before, he earned that right. He earned the no move clause and. Look, he has the ability to do it. I mean, he's going to turn fans off, but, you know, he's he's earned that right. So what, what are you going to do? All right. Well, hopefully something happens. So, so we can all get our sanity back here at the end of the month. So, look, uh, your buddy Anderson, uh, they, they kind of smooth things over, and the Rangers have uh, lent him to, I mean, is this really the name of the team, HV71? <laughs> It sounds like uh, you know, uh, you know, doctor gives you a, hey, you've got HV71, but, but – uh, uh, good thing there, I guess, to get him going. And I know we were talking last week about this, uh, the whole thing about smoothing things over with JD and him is just possibly having him in, in a piece of a trade or whatever. But a uh, uh, quick take on uh, him actually getting back on the ice with another team, at least in Sweden. 
Yeah, I mean, a smart move by the Rangers. Just get him back on the ice, get him playing again. You know, hopefully he he lights it up over there. Goodness, if he doesn't light it up over there, then we we're, we're never going to be able to trade him. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, it's good. I'm sure he'll he'll figure it out over there. He's you know back home around family, that whole thing, and um, maybe it's the hospitality. Point, there you go. There you you go, know, JD. I love that. You know, Making you sure gotta he's make everyone comfy. happy. <laughs> gotta make everyone happy. You know, he's a person too, Paulie. Um, <laughs> Put the puck in the net, kid, and get back in the lineup. Hey, hey look, you can't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a little, uh, you know, little psychological on you. But uh, you know, you you can't underestimate just the confidence of these guys and and being in in a good place. I mean, you know, these guys all have just such immense talent. And it's really the guys who, who play with that confidence and the confidence, you know, that doesn't waver, that, that take their talent to the next level. I can tell you when I was playing hockey or I was playing lacrosse, whenever I felt good about myself, the puck or the lacrosse ball was the size of a beach ball. And when I got down on myself, it was the size of a pea. And, you know, it's just amazing how your mindset when you're out on the field or out on the ice, you know, changes, you know, your, you know, physical abilities where you have that confidence. So, you know, you could tell that Anderson, after everything he's been through, and I'm not saying he wasn't, I, I don't necessarily think he was given, you know, the proper chances while he was here. Look, the guy lost confidence and, and is probably lost. And that's why you see him sort of struggling on, on the ice a little bit. So, you know, if he can get back to playing and scoring some goals and starting to feel good about himself, you know, I think you'll see him hopefully get back to the player, you know, that he was when the Rangers decided to draft him, you know, seventh overall. Um, and, and maybe you get him back here. And, and again, he's feeling good about himself. He starts scoring some goals in the AHL. And next thing you know, you know, he's part of the rebuild again. Um, but, you know, again, I, I don't think you can um, reach in my brother. <laughs> that, I, I, it's true. I mean, that that stuff is like real again. You know, it's it's that it's the guy you look at any of the guy, the top players in, in any sport. You know, they're the most confident guys out there. They never doubt their ability. As soon as you start doubting your ability, that's when you start struggling. It's why you see guys have these super great years. And then, you know, the next year or so you wonder, like, what happened to this guy? It, you know, he may have just you know, run into a little bit of bad luck and then lost confidence. And then from there, it's just, you know, you go the wrong way. So, you know, again, yeah, is that going to definitely happen to Anderson? He scores like five goals and, you know, what's in the R2-D2 league team he's on or whatever the hell the name of the team is. Um, <laughs> you know, what's it called? HV-17? Yeah, 71? HV-71. Oh, not, not r 2 Here's your prescription, sir. Please That's check right. out of the door. You know, is he suddenly, you know, going to be Wayne Gretzky, you know, in a couple of months? No. But, you know, it, he could ultimately become a productive NHLer. So that's all I'm saying. Yes. Another, uh, you know, unknown mystery that us Ranger fans have to uh, sort of deal with. I, you know, I, I really, you know, I know we don't do this and uh, we should probably do it a little more often. But, you know, again, we're a Ranger show. But you, you kind of, you know, as far as other teams and in the league and what they're dealing with and, and a lot of the chaos that's going on in the rest of the league. I mean, just in general, you know, the Rangers kind of mulling through this and, you know, seeing, you know, I guess the only thing that matters to us, uh, you know, as far as a, a standings point is, is the Metro and, and, and that wild card spot, which we're just keep continuing to fade away. And there's a tough, you know, schedule coming up here, uh, along the way. And, and it'll be interesting to see if they tease us by, uh, you know, like I, I, they, they have to go in, they got to beat Detroit this weekend and, and get those points. And then, you know, they've got a bit of a homestand here. We can see what happens. Uh, a couple of tough teams coming in. But just this, um, you know, this little ride that we're going to have to kind of sit back and watch and, and, and see where they're going. But, uh, you know, you want to just the, the rest of the league and other teams that have to deal with this in terms of cap. And, you know, the biggest things that have been uh, happened uh, throughout the league has been coaching changes, obviously. Uh, to some teams that have done pretty well, obviously, going deep in the playoffs the last couple of years. And, and here's this, you know, here we are, the New York Rangers and all the money and, and the big lights and the, and the great building and obviously the big star with Panarin and everything else and stuff. And, and we're teetering here with, uh, you, know, uh, you know, second and, and third line kind of 
guys, you know, as far as, you know, the forward situation in terms of, I mean, not to keep harping on this trade situation, but we don't, they're not really, I mean, it's, it's you know, is Crowder going to make a big impact on a team? You know? I mean, and, I and, think so. Yeah. You don't think so? I don't know. He's a, he's been a big time postseason performer. I mean, his game is perfect for the postseason. He's got that physical edge. He's big in front of the net. Yeah, I I think so. I he's a he's a top six, you know, potential you know twenty five to thirty goal scorer, you know, and and if you're putting him on a on a team, you know, with you know a deep lineup. Yeah, I I think he's he can make a difference for one of these, you know, top teams, you know, or a team looking to, you know, who's on the bubble to to get in the playoffs, you know. So I I think Colorado is is that team. St. Louis, I know. Look, they're they're looking to be back to back champs, you know. So yeah, they're uh, playing like they don't need anybody, man. Yeah. But it's still, you can always bulk up for the for the playoffs. You know, the West is, you know, you got some tough teams out there. So, you know, Boston, you know, they, Kreider's from that area. So, you know, he, he they're a team that I've seen, you know, rumored to want him. I think he, they're always a big physical team, you know, come playoff time or even in the regular season. So I think he would fit in, you know, with what they like to do. So, yeah, I think there's definitely a handful of teams, you know, that would love to have him out there and he would fit in fit in nicely. All right. Let's see. <laughs> All right. You know, I'm, look, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I, I, I like the guy. I just, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know what, it would be very interesting to see what, if he does go, what we get back for him. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I, well, look, if the Rangers can get, you know, they got a first-round pick, Lemieux, and I think they got another pick for Hayes. I mean, Cryer is at the very least getting you a first. Very least. Getting you at least a first-round pick. And then, a, you know, probably a prospect on top of that. I, I think that will be the biggest thing. How good of a prospect, you know, is he? would, would he get on top of a first-round pick? What if you throw Capo in the deal? <laughs> I mean, with the way he's been playing, I, I know. Well, that, that, you would get that's I wanted. I wanted to turn the the subject here a little bit. I was like, we, wait, what? We, we touched about <laughs> Capo last week. I was asking you about should the Rangers maybe possibly send him down, uh, you know, down to Hartford, uh, you know. Uh, just so, w- what do you think? Uh, I know you you wanted to talk about him tonight. I was kind of surprised, but uh, what do you want to go with Capo? Yeah, I mean, there was I, you know, Ranger Twitter was going crazy today because you know one of these you know fancy stat guys um, had pointed out that you know according to whatever you know calculations or math problem or you know geometry or whatever the heck they do to put these sort of fancy stats together said that Capo was the worst <laughs> player in the NHL at 5-on-5, five five, you know, during part of the season. So um, that's pretty bad, my friend. The worst <laughs> player. How, they've um, hid that from us. <laughs> it's only coming out now? You know, um, that's, that's what the go- Wait a second. That's what the goalie thing is all about. Is so we don't pay attention to how That's bad Capo right. Caco's playing. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And to be honest, I don't care. <laughs> you know, and I talked about this last time. And again, you know, you, you, you call me that, you know, again, I'm the guy who's, you know, on the Rangers payroll and I'm carrying their water. I'll say it every week. So I'll make excuses for Caco. The kid is freaking 18 years old. <laughs> He's been playing like nonstop hockey since like last summer so you know excuse the kid that he's like completely wiped but uh you know maybe he needs some time in the AHL, and that's fine i i would have no problem with it and i don't think that makes you know the pick a mistake or that he's a bust or that you know another long line of you know terrible ranger draft picks um you know another pavel brendel or you know lundmark or 
you know, Mal Holtra, you know, you know, name your guy. Um, you know, he's an 18 year old kid who's still trying to figure it out. And if sending him down to the AHL and putting him in, on a line with Kratzoff, you know, will will get him going and let him relax. And f- again, finding his scoring touch, then then great. You know, send him down there for the rest of the year. Get him in the you know the Calder Cup playoffs. Get him some playoff action because God knows he's not going to get anything on the NHL roster this year. <laughs> Um, so I have no problem with him being the worst st- st- statistical, <laughs> you know, player in the NHL of five on five this year. I, it, it doesn't bother me in the least. He's, st- I still think, um, he's destined for greatness destined. and, uh, you, you like that, right? Um, Dude. and, uh, even if it means that he has to go down to the AHL to figure it out, you know, I, I'd much rather he go down to the AHL and figure it out than him just completely getting screwed up by staying in the NHL when he's not ready. I mean, you've seen that way too many times. Again, you know, I mentioned, you know, Mal Holcher, who probably should have spent more time down in the NHL. A guy like Michael Delzato probably should have started his career in the NHL. Um, so, you know, sometimes the Rangers try to, you know, force these guys on the NHL roster because they have, you know, great camps um, in, you know, their rookie year when they probably need a full year of down in the AHL that, you know, really get themselves NHL ready. So, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for him to spend the rest of the season down in the AHL just to get, you know, uh, confidence in himself, you know, learning, you know, the NHL rinks or, you know, whatever it is that, you know, is holding him back at this point or, um, you know, I, I just don't think it's the worst thing in the world. No, I don't. I, I think, you know, I mean, that's what it's all about, right? That's uh, that's what the farm system's about. That's what development is. This is the rebuild of the rebuild now that we're calling it here. And uh, who knows? We might get another letter this summer, KD, you know, <laughs> from JD and uh, and Gordon. I mean, uh, this is the trip that we're in, man. I mean, hey, look, and, and, and everybody that's listening right now, too, I mean, I'm sitting here. Me and KD were talking about this before the show. It's like, you know, I mean, th- you know, them, them not playing games right now. It's, it's one aspect of, of uh, you know, obviously a big part of the conversation especially in, in doing this show and everything and, and you know we, we we overlap here with this follow-up show to last week's show which we really we tore into the trade stuff and and, and nothing's really changed obviously and we have to sit here and and, and wait and even guys like uh capo and some of the other guys on the uh, on the team and and, and uh you know panarin obviously got to come back from injury here uh and seeing how these guys bounce back uh refresh their legs here and, and get into it detroit and obviously the schedule we talked about how how important, um, you know, and I think, KD, we were talking about it as far as, you know, m- primarily a, a point situation and, and, and more or less in terms of Quinn and, and Ruff and the system and seeing them change and develop as far as uh, last month and this month. And I know we, we, we kind of graded, uh, you know, Coach Q in terms of uh, uh, at, the, at the half point way of the season here. Um, so they've, they've avoided the, the serious tailspin. And uh, they had a pretty good January, I guess, you know, until the, the two bummer losses there at the end before the All-Star break. And now it ramps up again, and, and all we've got to do is talk about this crazy goalie situation and the trade prospects. And, you know, I guess what I'm getting at here is what what is your what is your outlook here with the upcoming schedule here? You know, Detroit, and then, let me see who else is coming in here. we got uh, the Stars and the Leafs, the Sabres and the Kings uh, all coming into the Garden. And uh, and then we head out, I think, to the Midwest for a little bit here, too. What's your – um? are you looking at now? Because, you know, when you – and it's, it's all right to say it right now. They're not going to make the playoffs, right? So wh- what are you looking at right now for the team? Are you more looking at, like, saying how maybe uh, guys like Kreider and Fast and any of these guys who might be uh, – the Rangers want to showcase here for possible trade stuff? Obviously, who the hell knows going to play goaltenders? That's another situation. Or are you kind of pulling for these guys to maybe to kind of cohesively pull together, put put a few wins here, uh, and you never know what happens with the other teams, and maybe climb back closer to the wild card? Where are you, KD, with the team as far as would you rather they, they stay in the fight here and try and go for it, or you don't want to be teased like that? You'd rather just see them, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know. What, what, what do you root for in the sense of uh, losing? You know, you see some fans there talking on social media. Every team does it when they're, they're kind of struggling. And if the team drop down, drops down a little more in the standings, they pull a little farther as far as tanking and, you know, the prospects of the draft next week. Where's your head with the upcoming schedule now going into February and leading up to the trade deadline? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be, I'm going to remain consistent with this. I mean, I'm, I've been saying it all year. It's not about wins and losses. It's about, you know, the team developing and the players developing. The, what I'm going to be watching is if Kako stays, you know, is he developing? Is he going to get better? Um, you know, is Fox going to continue to get better? Um, and, and Lindgren and, you know, these young guys, you know, Lemieux, and I, I want to see these guys continue to get better. I want to see more. I say I'm being, I, I'm going to be consistent. I want to see, watch to see if this team can be more consistent because they've been all over the place this year. They've, they've had tremendous games and followed it up with stinkers and then follow up a stinker with a tremendous game. So, you know, I, I really want to see more than anything, the defense really progress and it has and we've talked about this as well that the defense over the last month or so has actually gotten a lot better um they're still not good but they've been better you know i want to see if that continues on for the rest of the year now if that i don't really care if that translates into wins and losses or not i just want to see them start to get better i want to see a better product on the ice um on a more consistent basis so you know, for me, I'm looking for more consistency from the lineup. I'm looking for more consistency from Quinn um, in, in what he's doing with the lineup. And, and, and you saw that in January. And I was very um, happy to see that and very encouraged, you know, by what I was seeing with Quinn and what he was doing with more consistent lines. Now, again, he sort of started jumbling things up again there at the end with, with Lemieux coming back in the lineup, which... Look, I get it. You you have a big piece like Lemieux coming back and you're trying to figure out, you know, is he like, you know, a third line guy or, you know, is, do I just keep him on the fourth line with him back? And, you know, I get what he was trying to do there. I mean, unfortunately, he saw him on like the top line, which he should not be anywhere near the top line. But um, as much as I love Lemieux. Um, so I think Lemieux coming back sort of messed a little bit of the consistency up. Or hopefully, you know, Quinn can get back to that. So we can see those consistent lines again, uh, which will hopefully lead to consist- consistent effort. And yeah, if that turns into wins and maybe they go on a little run, you know, great. But I hope that doesn't, and it doesn't sound like it will, but that shouldn't, you know, change or predicate what, you know, Qu- uh, Gordon and JD are going to do at the, at the trade le- deadline. So for me, it's continued development, try to get a lot, continue with the consistency and uh, I will be a very happy Ranger fan at the end of the year. Playoffs yeah. or not? Yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, my big thing is 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 to see the uh, the, the the defense to continue to improve if, if they possibly can. You know, they we talked about it last week as far as the shots against coming down. Um, obviously, the uh, you know uh, not having Panarin in the last game. We'll, we'll see what happens there in tune as far as the forwards are concerned. But yeah, I think that'll be the big thing is uh, you know if if the defense can stay out of the storylines. As far as you know, uh, costing the team games, uh, I think that would be great uh, for me. Uh, you know, tip of the hat here to Coach Q. Uh, we've been up and down with him all season too, but you know, he's he's a guy who's obviously um, you know dealing with this too, as far as the roster and the changes and, and the cohesiveness and and trying to put mash all the parts together. And you know, I'd be curious. I'd love to have you know sit down, and have a beer or a cup of tea with uh, Coach Q, and just imagine you know. Uh, what he thinks of this whole situation when he has to put, you know, either one or three of these guys in. And, and I just wonder what the direction is, is you know, as far as the, from the top, you know, and how much, how much is this all Quinn making this, the decisions, uh, you know, or is it really coming from the top in terms of the pressure to either, hey, to showcase these guys or figure out what they're going to do. Um, but that'll be, the, uh, you know, a great thing. To th- I think if there's one good thing about this break, and I'd say more than anything for Coach Quinn, um, he gets, hopefully he really got to rest and chill. I hopefully, you know, he really took a good, uh, you know, few days off there and just did something completely different and didn't look at a hockey puck or anything like that. Um, and, and come back with a fresh start because he's, he's really got to grab the reins here, uh, and keep this all together. Uh, you know, one way or the other, wherever this, you know, this, you know the team's going to go and the and the changes that are going to be made because that's going to affect him too because you know you might look at this either in a couple of weeks or at the end of the month you know he's going to either have you know he's going to lose guys and the guys we're talking about are are, are pretty you know important pieces of this team right now 
and you know you're going to get strangers replacing rangers so uh, uh that's going to be something to kind of look at too so that'll be interesting for me as far as you know uh how Q comes back here and 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 manages through these this onslaught of uh you know, five or six games here. Uh, they're the day between here, uh, right after Detroit, the back to back. So there's a lot of hockey coming our way, and I just hope um, these guys had a good break. I think the other good thing too, I guess, you know, Ruff has kind of also kind of come out of the the storylines a little bit because of the way that the team improved a little bit here defensively too. So that's the big thing for me. Um, and obviously, uh, getting Panarin back in the lineup here and, and seeing how the rest of these guys, uh, you know, come and go. But man. Beat the Red Wings this weekend. I think there's enough talent on this team, uh, you know, because if, if you've been watching any of the uh, the score sheets here, for, uh, um, score sheets here for Detroit, I mean, everybody has been really kind of beating them up. I mean, I mean, the more we talk about this KD and, and like what I was asking you there, what we want to see. I, obviously, the points for this team right now is not really the important thing, but I think as far as a fan. And knowing the talent on this team, I'd really like to see them go in there and, and, and sweep the Red Wings, get those points, and then and then see if these guys cowboy up uh, against the schedule that's coming their way. Oh, yeah. Obviously, I'd like to see them win, I think. And, and I've also said this, besides the fact that, you know, it's not about wins and losses. I think that winning does help, especially with this young, you know, group that they have. I mean, you don't want to see them go into that tailspin, you know, like you had mentioned that we really haven't seen yet. Um, and, and for these guys to get sort of used to losing or think it's okay to lose, you know, just because they're going through, you know, this rebuild, I, I, it, it'd be nice to have, you know, a nice little run here. Uh, again, goes back to that my would really screw everything up, though, man. If they, if yeah, remember we, not... we talk about them putting a streak together, imagine if they run up like just for argument's sake, they run up like seven wins in a row this month. Then what do you do? <laughs> Yeah, I it it would it would it would put tremendous pressure on JD and Gordon, you know, to try to find a way to you know sign Kreider, um, you know, and and not move some of those guys at the deadline. But I I I think that JD has a plan. I really do. I think that he's come in here and he said, you know, he wants to be patient with this rebuild. He wants to see it through. So. I can't imagine that he does something uh, to deviate, you know, from a plan that he's been sort of going with since he's been here. So um, uh, I don't see it happening, even if they like literally win every game leading up to the (laughs) deadline, as hard as that would be. And trust me, there'd be plenty of fan outrage. Um, You know, how could you do that? You know, I I think they have a plan. They're going to stick to it. I I think if they do go on a run, it would be a little bit of sort of, uh, you know, fool's gold there. I, I, don't think it necessarily would mean the Rangers would have any chance of winning a cup this year. Although, you know, we have to see what happened to the blues last year. I guess anything can happen, but um, I, I just don't see that happening. Uh, but yeah, that would, that would be funny. That, <laughs> that would be mean, interesting. <laughs> me and you would have to leave the house and go to a parade. <laughs> I'd almost want it. We're not I'd ready almost, for that yet. <laughs> I'd almost want to see that happen just to see, you know the complete tire fire on oh. on Twitter, the Rangers Twitter, when you know they start trading away players in the midst of like a ten game winning streak or something. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on, baby, because the show's be it'll be a lot of fun, buddy. <laughs> All right, pal. Well, here we are, episode seventeen. Well, let's wrap this up here. I mean, I don't know, KD. I mean, uh, do you have a KD Rangers man crush of the week, even during the all stuff. I mean, nothing going on here. Uh, you got anything for us this week or what? Uh, my man crush are on the uh, uh, fan bases of the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers for actually having a competent football teams to root for, unlike, unlike us New Yorkers who is stuck with the Jets and the Giants. <laughs> Um, and they'll have their teams in the Super Bowl this weekend. So, who do you like this weekend, Paulie? Well, look, uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pull for KC in their fan base. I mean, it's uh, just to to see them actually get there to the dance first time in 50 years. Uh, a lot of respect for Reed as a coach, but for the fan, I mean, 49ers obviously that's a, that's a great squad over there. I think if anything, we got a we got a really good uh, 
We got a good game on tap, which is uh, something to look forward to. And the Patriots aren't in it, so I'm all good with that. And the Seahawks aren't in it, so I'm I'm happy with that too. So, uh, you know, uh, it's um, you know, there wasn't any major controversy like the Rams Saints game last year. So we're we're pretty much we got two good, good two great quarterbacks, two uh, storied franchises, and and like I said, I, I'm I'm pulling for KC. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. But that's who I would like to see win. I always like to see a team that that hasn't won anything for their fans. Man, they've been cursed. They've been through so much. Just it's just losing culture. So hey, you know what? Uh, teams like St. Louis and uh, you know the, even the Cubs there a couple of years ago. Some of these big cities that haven't won in years. There's a little bit of trend going on here. So uh, I hope KC pulls it out and, and wins it for their uh, for their fans. Yeah, I'm with you. I I love Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's just so much so fun to watch. So. I, I like to see him, uh, you know, get a Super Bowl. So, yeah, I, I, I probably would be rooting for, uh, you know, Kansas City as well. Good stuff, man. Let's go out and get some jerseys. I'll meet you on the couch, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody Good. be eat and drink responsibly on Sunday, everybody. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Make sure you're into work nice and early and fresh and everything on Monday. <laughs> Just Goodness. Like they, re- they really should be a national holiday on the Monday after the Super Bowl. Yeah, it pretty much is. You know that. <laughs> Especially in the city. Well, whoever wins it, forget about it. It's all good stuff. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to Go Rangers Radio. KD, say goodnight to the folks. Goodnight, folks. All right, everybody. Enjoy the weekend. And as always, thank you so much for listening. And let's go, Rangers! Rangers!